Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. Today's podcast guest is Laura Ford, who is an accredited practicing dietitian. She works full-time at Jenny Craig, and she's also the face behind Laura Ford Nutrition and has a beautiful Instagram page with lots of amazing recipes over there. So I'm so excited to have Laura on today. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm really interested and excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you for having me, Shana. I'm very excited to be here. This is my first ever podcast interview. Um, so yeah, really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Um, so let's get started by talking a little bit about how you got into the health industry and what got you started on this path. Yeah, so I guess my journey to the health industry wasn't like a straightforward linear path or anything like that. When I, um, when I finished high school, I actually started an arts degree and finished it. So I did arts at Melbourne Uni and I majored in Japanese and political oh. science. Yeah. So nothing at all to do with nutrition <laughs> or science really, um, which is also weird because I studied chemistry and biology in high school yeah. and actually quite enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so I did my, my arts degree first and then um, I kind of went on the path of many arts degree students and found that there wasn't a lot of work out there. Um, and I ended up working at, um, like at a, at a car dealership, um, where I was selling like aftermarket products, like, um, like tint and paint protection and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I hated it. It was not me at all. Like I, yeah, it was, it was a hundred percent not the right job for me. Um, but it was a good learning experience because like I turn up to work every day and be like, I hate cars. Like I hate this job. (laughs) And I'd always thought a job was just something that you did. Like you didn't have to like it. You just, you went along. Yeah. But then all these people working there were like, I love cars. I love coming into work every day. I get to be surrounded by things that I love and enjoy being a part of. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what if, why don't I do something that I like? Um, and then that got me thinking about sort of areas that I was interested in. So there was food and nutrition, which I loved. Um, and so I didn't want to make the same mistake of going down another university degree that I wasn't going to use. Yeah. Um, so I guess my nutrition journey really started at Deakin University where I did the graduate diploma, which was a part-time online course that yeah. they offer. They still offer that one. Um, and I fell in love with it. Like I loved it. Like I loved everything I was learning and everything. I loved studying and like just the content was exactly what, I wanted to learn and just study for the rest of my life. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, after that, I got into Monash University where I did my nutrition and dietetics degree, mm-hmm. um, where I finished with honours. And yeah, then I started working at Jenny Craig, or not started working, I'd been working there for, since I'd been starting, started my degree at Deakin. Yeah. So I worked my way through, I'd been working at Jenny Craig in a whole bunch of different roles. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm one of the dietitians at Jenny Craig. Incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess as like a little a side path that's sort of on the same 
stream um, when I was studying dietetics in my second year, I think it was my second or first year, I started up my Instagram page, um, Laura Ford Nutrition. And that was more so, that was just sort of a platform for me to share um, just like different recipes, different kind of food trends, just trying to make healthy food look more inviting and more appealing, yeah. um, especially in a market where I think Instagram back then was very much about like skinny me tea and like detoxing and lots of different health um, and food myths. So yeah, I just wanted to be another voice out there. Um, just sort of talking more about nutrition and giving good evidence-based advice. Yeah. Um, and yes, that's kind of grown to what it is now as well. So it's always sort of been my side project, but I think that's where you know me from and yeah, a lot of other people do as well, but yeah. Yeah. What you've grown is incredible. It's yeah, very beautiful and your recipes are gorgeous and always so nice and styled and yeah, it's very inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's just, um, I don't know. Just want to just take photos of things I want to eat all the time. That's the only drive I have behind it now. Yeah, very um, very much trying to promote health a lot, but now I've kind of come more around to being more like like food isn't all just about nutrients. It's about just the pleasure of it all. It's about family and social connection. It's so much more than just vitamins and minerals and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that approach. Um, Yeah. Awesome. So there's lots to unpack there. This is good. So let's start with, um, you studied at Deakin and Monash. How did you find the degrees themselves? Were they quite challenging? Um, did you enjoy, or you, actually, you mentioned you really enjoyed them as you were going through, but um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your experience actually getting through those and graduating. Yeah. So yes, they are challenging. Um, <laughs> it was good, but Deakin always good because I guess it was a really great introduction into nutrition because it wasn't like I think I thought it wasn't going to be as sciencey as what it was and then because I, I do love the science so that's why I was like yes this is exactly what I wanted to do yeah um, it didn't kind of hide that but like I remember when we first learned like about the Krebs cycle and like metabolism and I was just like oh no what have I done <laughs> like, this is- <laughs> not for me why have I chosen this now um but but yeah when you get through it you learn it's like yeah no I get it now it's fine it's fine yeah um but that was a good sort of little teaser like I don't think um I think what I learned in the dietetics degree because it's four years of course you're going to learn more than you would in a full-time degree than you would in a part-time one-year degree yeah um so it was the the actual jump between the two was quite a substantial difference Um, because at least the deacon one like I could go to work I could um, sort of study whenever I wanted to I could listen to the lecture whenever I wanted to and sort of work on my own clock whereas um, in my in the Monash degree it was nine to five like maybe four sometimes yeah four days a week or most of the day was actually taken up being at uni yeah Um, so that was that was hard to sort of go back to that full-time kind of study, um, but it was definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, I think one of the really good things about the Monash degree as well was that they, I don't think they do it anymore because it was an undergrad and I think everything's a master's now, okay. um, was they sort of inbuilt the honours research part oh, cool. into the degree too. Yeah. So we, had to do, we learned how to do like a systematic review 
we did a lot of research in the degree, so it gave us a lot of really good skills if we ever wanted to do a master's or to do a PhD as well. Yeah. In my path, but um, <laughs> always good to have that knowledge. Research, like knowing how to find the good articles, the good evidence-based ones, and knowing what to look for and being able to put together your own, yeah, like little yeah. things that would be so beneficial in you being yeah, able to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like, that's part of one of the most difficult things about nutrition science as well. It's about like, how do you find that good quality research and how can you decipher what's a good study versus a bad study? Because yeah. I know when I first started, I was like, oh, it's a study. Like any study is, must be good because if it's been published, that means it's good. But it's like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. There are all these different levels and yeah. you have to, want to say something you have to make sure what you're saying is actually from the highest quality level it can't just be just like a study with two rats in it or something like that yeah so, <laughs> so yeah. true. but um it was also good because we we got to do placement as well as part of the degree which was nice because we got to sort of see what food service was like yeah. um kind of what public health would be like as well and also what clinical dietetics would be like so we got to have a little taste of everything and that kind of helps you to work out like, well, what kind of career path you want to go down as well. Such as Yeah. That's brilliant that you got the different types of placement as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Because it's a lot of it is, yeah, you kind of think you know what you're doing. And then when you've got a patient in front of you, it's like, oh, this is very different. <laughs> um, or it's like just different curveballs will come at you and you have to sort of learn how to think when you feed a bit. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good sort of challenge. And it, helps to steer you in the right direction as well I think yeah absolutely very helpful thing to do um and so you mentioned you started working at Jenny Craig while you were studying do you want to talk a little bit about how you found that job and if you purposely went into a job that could turn into a career once you had graduated yeah so it's yeah it's very interesting this story could never have happened at all because um I think it was I'd just done like my first semester of the deacon degree and I was like like, you know, when you first start learning, you're all really charged up with your nutrition knowledge and you just want to go out and spread it everywhere and work <laughs> in nutrition. Um, and I saw an ad for, like, a nutrition role. Yep. And I was like, oh, I've got, to, I've got to apply for this job. Like, I must. And then I didn't. I, I, I completely forgot to apply for it. It had passed its um, the job application time. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to send an email through or I can't remember if I sent an email or I called, but I contacted the like whoever was posting the ad and said, oh, look, I'm sorry I missed the ad, but if you've ever got another role, let me know because I'm super keen to be like, I'm super keen in nutrition and I'd love to be involved in whatever way. Yeah. And they were like, we actually have got another role. Yeah. So <laughs> some, somehow, yeah, they didn't even advertise for that one because they were just like, oh, we've got this girl who's already keen, so we'll just get her into it and then... Yeah, it was like in a customer care role at Jenny Craig. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just working there and, yeah, I just really, like, I really enjoyed that role. Um, but it was always, I was always actually calling the dietitians and just asking them for advice with enrolments with new clients. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, wow, these guys know so much. Like, like I just sort of throw any kind of question at them because you get so many different people wanting to enroll, like about diabetes or high blood pressure or medications. And they were all like, oh, yeah, this is the answer. Like they all just knew it straight away. And I was like, oh, my God, imagine like having that knowledge and being able to just know that so well. Yeah. And that 
really inspired me to want to be a dietitian as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's when I enrolled for Monash and I got in, which was great. Yeah. Um, and then while I was studying, I started a role as one of the consultants, being a consultant at Jenny Craig. So yeah. I guess if you don't know how Jenny Craig works, there's if you go into a centre, you don't see a dietitian or a nutritionist, you see a consultant and yeah. they like, motivate you and help you follow the Jenny Craig program and help you if you don't understand anything that's going on with your menu or with the week or with food. Yeah. Um, and the role of the dietitian, like we've got a team of three. Um, we plan the menus and we do like product development and we help with training. So, um, yeah, they're two very different roles. So my one while I was studying was just to sort of motivate people and I'd see them each week and I'd help them with their weight loss goals. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good insight into the business and to see what what the clients were experiencing on the program and then seeing how, I don't know, just like the application of how hard weight loss can be in people's lives. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just how I could help them through that. But it was a really good role to have while studying at Monash mm-hmm. um, because it did give me that experience actually talking to people and yeah. actually knowing what strategies work or what strategies help certain people and what helped others or even just talking to people as well because it can be a bit daunting just going up to strangers and just talking about oh how your bowel movement's going today like it's not a natural thing to do so (laughs) getting practice is always good yeah Um, yeah and I guess because I knew that there were dietitians at Jenny Craig I'd always thought that's it's a potential career progression yeah um then working as a consultant was always a good sort of stepping stone into working anywhere, I guess, because it gave that experience um, talking to people and developing empathy and more communication skills as well. Um, and so, yeah, then I also moved into a role at Jenny Craig at head office, which was like the IT support. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all my friends laugh at because I'm absolutely hopeless at, <laughs> at anything IT. So they were like, I don't think people should be calling you, Laura, for this. <laughs> But, yeah, it was fine. Everyone worked out well. And, yeah, I was just really lucky and fortunate that at the end of my degree, one of the dietitians moved on to another um, workplace and they immediately saw that I knew what I was doing. I helped the dietitians with lots of projects as well because I was always in their face asking for (laughs) things that I could do to help them. Um, Yeah, when the time came when they needed to fill a spot, they were like, oh, you're perfect for it. We didn't even have to train you, so... Yeah. yeah, that was a real asset to the business when I was ready to go there. Yeah, that is amazing. What a story. I just, I love like that whole progression and how, as you said, it might not have even happened if you hadn't put yourself out there yeah. um, and even just tried because it was past the due date. And I think that's such an important message because so often in our industry, there's so many ways that we can put ourselves out there and ask and go and find these positions that might not necessarily be there or they might not be advertising for any longer. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just so beautiful how that all unfolded and you are where you are now. Yeah, like it was, it's always like it was meant to be. Like, I don't know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would, if I just hadn't asked the question, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't have my job today, I imagine. Like, yeah, it was just, like, really lucky. So I guess that's probably a big tip, like, just, just ask. Like, it doesn't matter where it is, just ask the question and you either get a no, which is fine, yeah. but that's better than not really knowing if anything could have happened at all. 
Yeah, absolutely. So much better than just wondering what could have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even if it hadn't progressed into uh, this dietitian role that you have today, you still had all that invaluable experience while you were studying. Like, as you said, that was, it sounded like the perfect job. Like you probably couldn't have got a better job to go alongside your studying because you were building those people skills and starting to have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of like, that's such a big thing as well with when you are talking to people, it's kind of even learning how to condense like everything you know about nutrition. Yeah. Being able to condense it and communicate it in a way that people understand yeah and it's yeah and it's kind of like i remember i just try kind of lots of different techniques on everyone to just sort of see like oh when i talk about i don't know eating vegetables in this way like like do they like this way better or like like that way like how do you break it down yeah how you break it down to different people it always changes so learning all the different strategies is a really good way because you see like maybe 12 15 people every shift you do which is a lot of people so you've got to get quick you've got to get good at what you're saying as well um yeah really succinct and really good communication oh that is so cool like a little testing ground <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but that's where i took all my nutrition skills on when i was like learning it all i was like oh yeah Yeah, really good way to put it into practice and also to learn how to not overwhelm people too, because that can be one of the things, as you said, we are so excited to start sharing all our nutrition knowledge, but obviously giving too much too soon, people are kind of like, whoa, like this is over. But yeah, Yeah, exactly. And you think, oh, if I tell, yeah, just, you kind of learn as well that things that motivate you don't always motivate someone else. Yeah. kind of learning like oh like if I set someone a goal it's not as good as them setting the goal themselves and just yeah because you just always want to I don't I think all of us as nutrition professionals we always want to just help people so much that we almost want to tell them how to do something but it's it's when you actually see it like when you see someone week after week you're like oh I can't tell you what to do you have to work it out for yourself and develop that in yourself and yeah it's hard to learn that so yeah. if you test with lots of people, then you get better at it too. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so now that you are in that dietitian role, you mentioned you're um, doing like recipe development, putting the meal plans and all that together. Do you want to talk a little bit about your day-to-day and what you're doing and what it actually looks like? Um, yeah, so I guess all of my days are quite different. Um, I guess at the moment what we're doing is a lot of menu planning. So we need to plan for what is it, just menus about six months in advance of when they're going to be released. So, yeah, we have to, like, liaise with, like, the product development team to make sure we have all the nutritionals. Then we have to plan all the menus out to make them um, nutritionally balanced because we also have four different menu levels, Australian, New Zealand menus. We've got we've got so many menus. <laughs> so it takes a really long time to do that. Yeah. Um, also communicate with the centres. Mm-hmm. So um, the centres, like, generally will know what to do when a new person comes in, but if they have like a particular health condition or if they want to run things past us, they can just send through an email and we get back to them. Um, I also do a lot of work with the marketing team. Mm -hmm. So we do like blog articles, um, a lot of that. Um, And also I manage the eBooks. So it's kind of like a marketing little book thing that has some recipes in it and also articles and just, um, 
a, a story about people that have lost weight well. So yep. it's kind of like a way to inspire people to either stay on the program or start the program. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the last one that we did, I was the one that developed all the recipes and shot all the photos in it because wow. usually we have a bit of a team, but from working at home, that was me doing it all. Um, but yeah, that was good. That was a nice, that's always one of my favorite things to do um, with the graphic design team as well, because we like to make it a bit more creative. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, and then we also work with the training team as well. So um, we have to make sure that all the communications that are going from the consultant to the members, it's all um, up to date. It's all uh, what's the word? It's all evidence-based and to make sure that they know what they're saying. Um, yeah. Cause for some people, they don't know, they don't come from nutrition background. So we need to make sure that what they know is um, evidence-based and correct as well. Yeah. And in line with yeah. what you're telling people, you don't want them contradicting, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. So I guess my days are kind of a mix of whatever's the priority. So at the moment it's menu planning. So a lot of it's to do with menus. Yeah. Um, but then other weeks I might, I might have a day where I get to just play around in the kitchen, which is great. And other days I'll just get to do a bit of blogging or a bit of research. So yeah, it's all really different depending on what the business needs, but it's all good in the sense that it's all kind of stuff that I like doing anyway. So yeah, it's good because you'll get stuck on one thing and then you kind of get sick of it. Well, that's what I'm like anyway. I get sick of doing the same thing all the time. So when I'm doing, when I'm doing something a lot, I'll get sick of it and then I get to move on to something else. So I get to, play between lots of different things which is nice yeah that sounds so cool that's really interesting that you guys do the meal plan six months in advance as well is that hard like having to forward think so much or you sort of just used to it now we're just used to it now yeah so yeah that's we just get used to it <laughs> initially i was like how does it how do you do that and yeah it's yeah well, now. You just kind of whatever your team shows you how to do and then you're like yeah that's the norm yeah. Do you, how, how do you guys do your meal plans? Yeah, so the way we do it is generally like a month in advance. So I generally do put the meal plans together one month in advance. Um, but at the moment, we're actually working on something really exciting where we're doing kind of similar to what you're doing in terms of we're developing um, a three-month meal plan. So we're going to do one for winter and autumn and one for spring and summer. Um, yeah. And that's for when people first join the program. And we essentially have that three months ready for them. So that's, they always get that first three months when they first joined and based on the season, they get that one. So if they're yeah. doing winter, they get that first three months and then it rolls into the normal meal plan that I just do month by month always. But we like to have a bit of like an introduction three month period for them that we're bringing in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not quite as in advance as yours. <laughs> yeah. It's because we have to work. That's why. Because I think... With the sandwich, they do. They get, people make their own meals, correct? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. With Jenny, like they have our like our meals, so we have to work with supply chain, different. Oh, yeah, different like product, not product developers, different suppliers as well, just to make sure that we have everything. So yeah. it takes that long to get it all, all those wheels in motion. Yeah. yeah. That's a different thing. Yeah. Do you find that people love having it there ready for them? Like having those ready-made meals, does it make it a lot easier for their journey? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 A helpful thing. Yeah. With our program, though, it's a bit different in that we get them to add things as well because it's a lot about teaching, a lot about teaching people how to eat healthy too. So yeah. a lot of, I remember when as a consultant, probably my biggest 
the biggest line that I learned, yeah. <laughs> or the biggest thing that I said over and over again was about the importance of adding vegetables to their meals. So with the meal, with the Jenny meals, you have to add two serves of vegetables to all your lunches and all your dinners. Okay. Um, and we don't give them everything because we want them to learn that this is a lifestyle habit that you actually need to have for the rest of your life. Like it's not just something you're doing for weight loss. You have to do it forever. And they're kind of like, whoa, like, what do you mean two cups of vegetables at lunchtime? Like, I've never <laughs> done that before. It's like, yeah, well, this is what you're going to start doing now. Um, so you've got to choose your favorite ones. So choose which ones you like, experiment with which ones you don't like. Like, this is kind of the process what we're doing now. Yeah. So we give them that flexibility to choose what they want to add yeah. in that sense. Um, but then they've got like the things like the pastas or the muesli or that kind of stuff that's portioned out so they know what a portion size is for weight loss. Yeah, that's interesting. That's yeah, so I like that. a bit of confusion and a bit of teaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do hear a lot about people saying, oh, I don't want to add extra, just I just want everything. But yeah, keep the weight off, we don't want them to come back. That's the, yeah. that's the goal. <laughs> Yeah, I love that it is about lifestyle because I think that's so important. And I think people often do turn to the weight loss as sort of like a quick fix. I'll just lose the weight and then I can go back to my old ways. But it's like, no, if you want to be healthy, if you want to live a good, prosperous life and feel good, then this is something you keep going. And I love that you give them that education side as well. Yeah, because, yeah, like, what's the point then? Like, Yeah. (laughs) I'll just put it all back on <laughs> and yeah, not exactly. good. ultimately it's more about like how they feel and yeah their health as opposed to the weight at the end of the day yeah a hundred percent and that's kind of what I'd always had as my driving force yeah. um that yeah it's not about the weight it's always about what lifestyle you want to lead like the healthy habits you want to implement and yeah also learning about balance because yeah. on like our meal plans we do have a lot of I think people always get shocked when they come on to Jenny Craig because they're like, I can't eat pasta. Like, I can't have pancakes for breakfast. What do you mean? Like, that's not healthy. But it's like, yeah. no, it is. Like, you just, like, you're not meant to eat a whole packet of pasta. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, you can, you can enjoy pasta and you can still lose weight or you can eat pancakes and you can have that as part of your Sunday ritual. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, you're not meant to think of healthy eating as being, oh, it's only kale salad and it's only, I don't know, it's never eating a potato chip ever again in your entire life. Like it's yeah. learning how to fit it all in. Like, Yeah. 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 No, I know what you mean. And it's the same at 28. They're always like, what do you mean I get pasta? Or what do you mean there's a sandwich for lunch? <laughs> it's like just yeah. a balanced meal. This food is all fine. Like you just have to learn yeah. how to have a healthy, balanced meal and you can still enjoy all the things you love. Yeah, the poor sandwich. Like, no one's having that for lunch anymore. Because it's like, it's like, oh, I'm going to like the devil now. But yeah, yeah. it's been demonized. Yeah. <laughs> poor bread. So sad. It's such a yummy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, let's talk a little bit about what it was like developing the ebook um, and shooting all the photos and creating all those recipes. Cause that sounds amazing. And it sounds similar to what you do through Laura Ford nutrition as well. So what do you love about that? How did you start developing recipes and what are some skills that you've developed and other people would need if they want to do similar things? Yeah. So I guess like the whole ebook thing, it's quite funny because it's, it's kind of like the unique thing that I bring to the business and it's the only thing, like it's 
like everyone kind of comes out of a degree with the same degree, but that was what I did at, at Laura for nutrition was what kind of contributed to this role now. Yeah. And it was all kind of practice for it, which is, okay. yeah, I highly recommend anyone who's in the like study nutrition, like actually get onto Instagram or social media or some kind of platform like that, just to help you to give yourself a point of difference because it does, it does matter and it does help at the end of the day to get a job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess with my Laura Ford nutrition stuff, it was kind of like a testing ground for different recipes and um, even just writing recipes as well, because it can take a long time. Yeah. Um, kind of get into the hat, like you know, <laughs> it can take a long time yeah. when you don't know what you're doing, especially initially, um, to write a recipe, like one that's got like ingredients that are easy to access or ingredients that people like or to come up with something that tastes good, looks good as well. Yeah. It's quite a process. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess even with the food photography, that's kind of something I developed and learned on the go. Like I don't, I don't know anything about photography. Like I just arrange food and take a photo of it. Like that's all it was at the start. And I took some horrendous photos at the start as well. Um, it's always fun but, looking back at like how people start. <laughs> like I often go back to mine just to remind myself how far I've come. Yeah, <laughs> so bad back then but even so of them I, I got more likes than I am now thanks to the algorithm so, yeah. I thought, oh, <laughs> so true like, yeah it's like are you 100 people really like this photo of my mixed beans cut out of the can training in a trainer like is that a thing but um yeah so I guess it was just good, good thing I did it all though because you practice and you get better as you get yeah more practice. Um, and yeah, I guess sort of to have it sort of culminate into the ebook now, the, the process is kind of, um, we have like the marketing team, we've got a lot of the nutrition team, um, we've got the graphic designer as well, and we all kind of throw ideas around about what we think um, the clients will like or what's trending or what, what food we want to make. Like, yep. yeah, it's kind of a big brain pool of different ideas that all come together and yeah, we just kind of work from that. So the latest one what was the latest one i think we had one that was like a women's health focus oh cool we planned for the whole year like in one go so we kind of just go all right so this week is bowel awareness month or something so we might have a feature on gut health or something like that so we go let's do an article on gut health let's do like three different recipes um one that's on might have miso paste in it or something another one that will have yogurt another one that will have sauerkraut yeah and then build it all around there so oh. i'll be the one that will develop a recipe with that kind of criteria so yeah put a sort of some gut friendly ingredients or whatever mm-hmm. um and then we'll test it out a bit um and then yeah usually we'll have like the graphic designer will take the photos so she knows how it's going to look in the ebook, so I let her kind of work on that. Yeah. But this time around, I had to do it, so I was like, "Oh, it's okay. I know how to take photos, so it's okay." Um, and yeah, then we'll have an article that will be written about whatever topic it is on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we have like our team of we've got three dietitians. One's actually just gone on mat leave, but yeah, our the dietitian will be between us to write about whatever we're interested in. So she loves like the whole non-diet approach, which is quite funny. Um, but all that kind of body positivity, like she likes to write about that because 
yeah, I think people do get really hung up when they're losing weight too, that they want to, um, I don't know, just overachieve a bit too much. And yeah, we just want to push the message of acceptance a bit more. Yeah. Than that. Um, and then the marketing team will select like a success story to put in there as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, after all the content gets sent off to them, then they put it together however they like. And yeah, that's kind of how it all goes together. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool resource and a great thing to be involved in. Yeah, it's good because it just sort of keeps things fresh as well. And it's a nice thing for the members to get because they're like, oh, what's what's this pretty like recipe book that I get all the time? So, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah, very cool. And so how do you find that differs to developing the recipes for the actual um, people following along and the ready-made meals for them? Are there more restrictions in terms of what you can develop for those? Because obviously you're sending them out to people so that you've got to factor in things like being able to keep it for long enough in the fridge and um yeah there's sort of some guidelines that you have to work to when you are developing the actual program recipes um so with the recipes in the ebook they're all suitable for anyone who's on the program yeah the biggest thing is that with because of all the extras that they can add it's yep. kind of like finding a way to make them more exciting oh, cool. so something like um because we've got things like free food recipes that they can have as much of to generally vegetables yeah <laughs> um, but other things like like something like miso paste or something they could have so it's kind of like coming up with a miso soup recipe that's got lots of different veggies in it, it might have a bit of ginger a bit of garlic um yeah. that could be a nice sort of side dish or an in-between sort of snack that they can have where they can still follow the menu but then they have this sort of little extra dish that they can have if they're feeling more hungry than usual or they're sick of having steamed veggies or they want to have something a bit different to what their normal is. Yeah, okay. And so, so how does that differ to the program or to the menu recipes then in terms of when you're developing those? So the menu is more about placement of the Jenny Craig products. Okay. So, yeah, so with that, it's more about making sure that what we're planning is all nutritionally balanced and it's yeah. not too high or too low. Mm -hmm. So we might have, it's, it's yeah, that's kind of like, it's sort of planning on what they're going to eat for the day because then it's also, because mm -hmm. there are different kilojoule levels as well, it's sort of the same products, but then what are we adding to that to make it more um, nutritionally dense as well? Oh, cool, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's really cool that you've got the two, um, yeah, different sides of that. Yeah. So it's very, yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> it's a lot to think about, but yeah, it's good and I enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. So what would you say are some skills that would be necessary for anyone who did want to go down a similar career path to what you're currently on in terms of the Jenny Craig? And then we'll talk a little bit about your um, Instagram and that side of things later. Um, I'd have to say communication would be one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a lot of it is sort of talking to different members in different teams. It's also a lot to do with trying to get the nutrition knowledge that's in my head out to people as well and out to people that don't really know a lot about nutrition um, and just trying to make it as simple and easy to understand as possible. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I guess I always have to really stay on top of what's, what's trending, what's, um, what's evidence-based, what's the latest kind of research sort of say as well, mm -hmm. just make sure what we are saying and what we are providing people is current and up to date. Yeah. Um, what else? It's also really good to have good knowledge of food 
as well. So just sort of understanding like what flavors go together um, when you're developing a recipe and whether or not um, that will work together. Like that helps to make my job a lot easier as well because I do cook a lot already. So I know lots of things that are going to work together. So just being really experimental and creative in the kitchen already makes my life a lot easier when I'm developing recipes for Jenny Craig because there is a very narrow criteria of not using a lot of oil or not using lots of things that I would typically use to make my food more interesting. Yeah. You don't get luxury when people are trying to lose weight. So you do have to be a lot more creative than what you're used to sometimes. Yeah, yeah interesting. That's good to know. Um, and so when it comes to your Instagram, let's talk a little bit about how you built Laura Ford Nutrition. Um, you started it while you were studying and was it just sort of like a nice little passion project that you kept going and started developing recipes and you've got a website too with a few recipes up there as well. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that evolution? Yeah. Um, I don't even know how that came about, to be honest. Like it just, it was just a passion project. Like it was it was just more so I was like, oh, we don't have enough people in nutrition out there giving the right advice. Yeah. Um, and that's the only driving factor that I had for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. And then it was just more so, I think I was just like, I just have to post every single day. Like that was my only real goal. And that was why some of the content was absolutely terrible as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was just sort of, trying to be a voice out there for nutrition professionals. Um, and I guess I just sort of always would go along to events. I'd always sort of be meeting up with people, like just really putting myself out there a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I think it was just the perfect time as well. When I started, it was when it was really easy to naturally grow when you just had to really post nice content and then that would just help you build your following a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was just the consistency of it all because it is, yeah. I had like other people who also sort of dabbled into it, but it was, it does get hard, but you yeah. just got to push through. I think that was the biggest thing that helped me to grow was even when I couldn't be bothered posting or whatever, like I just do it. Like you just think of the greater good, think of the goal at the end of it all, that it's going to help someone out there to lead a healthier life and you just do it yeah um and yeah i think i guess now the stuff that i post is quite different to before like it is a lot more about stuff that i eat all the time it's a lot more it's a lot more um, asian based now as well yeah. um i do a lot more food that's um vietnamese which is my background yeah so i do a lot more um yeah vietnamese food which is mainly because i my parents are both vegetarian so growing up i didn't have a lot of meat-based meat-based Vietnamese food yeah. um so I'm like I'm gonna try all these other dishes I never got to experience um so that's been a lot of fun so it's a lot more fun in the kitchen too and I think I think my followers can say I'm a lot more um eating to my taste buds as well as eating to health and not just only health um, yeah yeah nice mix and how do you yeah. go balancing that while you're working full-time does it take a lot of your time to create these recipes and take your beautiful photos of them? And yeah, are there days when you're just kind of like, I can't be bothered? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I find the time to be honest sometimes. Um, I tend to like to do like 
the Laura Ford nutrition shooting on like the weekends. Yeah. Um, when there is time to do it, um, and sort of taking my time and having it more of be it more be have it be more of a leisurely sort of um, nice thing to do rather than like work. Yeah. Um, probably why my foods evolved to be more kind of weekend style food sometimes. Um, yeah, just purely because like my husband wants to eat whatever I cook and he doesn't want to eat quinoa salad all the time. Yeah. So it does have to be some sort of company food sometimes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's mainly getting it in on the weekends. Like that's the big thing. So I'll kind of think about what I want to cook or think about things that I want to eat as well or, um, yeah, things I want to try making. Yeah. And then I'll use it in on the weekends. So, Yeah. Do you use it as a bit of like a meal prep as well? <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah. It is. Like that's the easiest way to do it because it's like, yeah. what are we going to eat for the rest of the week? Yeah. Every on the weekend. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. You're purposing your content. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And would you say you've gotten um, different opportunities from having that consistent online presence? Um. Yeah, it would have to be like, I think it's just more so, I don't even know how to answer this, to be honest, because yeah, I wouldn't have my job Yeah, true. If I, if I didn't have that kind of online presence yeah. or if I didn't have the skills that I've developed, yeah. developed from Laura for Nutrition. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess I don't really do a lot of media work because I, I don't go after it or anything like that. I'm happy just with social media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I get lots of unique opportunities that I never really thought I'd get. Like, I think when I got flown out to Cobram Estate, I was like, what is this? Like, why, why is this happening? Like, how is this possible? Yeah. Or like different other, um, uh, like other food sort of blogger type events, um, where I'll, I think I had, we had one night where we all were getting driven around in a stretch hummer. To different hotels to like try all the different menus and I was like I don't this isn't real like how is this a thing that I'm at um but it's all just from social media that we're doing yeah. really really fun things like that um which is yeah very interesting it's an interesting turn of events but yeah like I'm glad for it um yeah yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, which is really strange. You get lots of really interesting things that come your way. And yeah, nice. Yeah, can imagine. And do you ever work with brands or do you do any sort of um, like paid content style jobs or do you try and keep it more to your own thing? Um, a bit of both. I don't get a lot of paid work or, or I don't really actively seek it out either. Like um, if I kind of work with a brand, usually they'll come to me because I don't have time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, to go after a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I get gifted a lot of things as well. Yeah. Um, but I'll only really post what I like or what I feel suits my feed. Because I do get contacted by lots of like vitamin companies or supplements or things like that. And I just, I don't use them. So I don't post about them because it's just not who I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is like it's tempting to be like, oh, I, I wouldn't mind trying those apple cider vinegar gummies, but it's like, mm, I don't want to eat them though. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, if I want to try them, I'll just buy them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Your values and true to yourself. I like that. Yeah. 
yeah exactly and it's just I think that's what makes it a lot easier as well is if you don't have that if you don't have to create something for a brand that you're not 100% sure on either yeah um that's yeah that gets tricky yeah um but yeah I always I'm always really clear with whatever brand I'm collaborating with I'm always like like I like if I like it I'll share it but if I don't like I won't so please don't if you are not comfortable sending something and knowing it's not going to go up, like don't, please don't send it at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that kind of keeps me honest as well in the sense that people know if I'm, if I have a, I've tagged something, it's yeah. because I like it. It's not because they've sent it to me. It's yeah. 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 That's really yeah. good. Yeah. But it's good. Like I just got sent a whole bunch of strawberries before. So it's like, oh. yay. <laughs> that's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so for anyone else who wants to build up a bit of an Instagram following and get a bit of a profile out there, what would your advice be? Sounds like consistency would be a big thing. Yeah. Consistency is big. Um, also making sure you're posting like good content as well. Um, like the bar has been raised a lot higher from like when I first started posting. Um, like a nice photo is always good. People really like recipes as well. So, um, yeah, if you post recipes with whatever your photos are, people can go, oh, good, this person will always have recipes and offer them for that. Yeah. Um, another big thing that was helped me grow too was actually like responding to comments. Yeah. So when people leave comments on like your photo, like always respond to it because, yeah, sometimes people don't and it's like, yeah, like why? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's a nice thing that people have done to go out of their way to leave a comment on your photo. Yeah. So always just be nice back to them because, yeah, that just helps people sort of establish more of a rapport with you and they'll, yeah, more likely to just sort of connect with you a bit better. Because um, that's what a lot of social media is about as well. It's about that connection with someone else and, yeah, just always making sure you have that is always a good thing. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Really good. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So what would you say is next on the cards for you? Like what's your vision? Where do you want to take what you're doing? Um, it's going to sound really sad, um, but I'm trying to work out TikTok. <laughs> like, oh, that's, <laughs> it's like that's been like the next um, sort of stepping stone. Um, Cause I've been on it a lot more sort of working out what it is. Cause it is an important platform to be on. Um, as nutritionists and dietitians, um, but I don't understand it either. Like I'm not, yeah, it's a very different ball game to Instagram. It's a very different ball game to Facebook. Um, and the demographic is a lot younger as well. And it's a lot sillier and I'm not sure if that's me, um, but we'll see. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, that'll be good. Yeah. One of the nutritionist dietitians on the platform doing what you did when you originally started with Instagram, making sure there's educated people on there giving the right advice. Yeah, exactly. And there, there aren't too many. Like I know Leanne Ward, she's on there. She's doing an amazing job. And yeah. Um, yeah, there are other dietitians out there trying to get on the platform too, which is really great. But yeah, making videos is a lot of hard work. So yeah, <laughs> yeah see how that goes. Um, yeah, that's probably the next biggest thing I'm going to try and get stuck into. Yeah, I like it. It'll be fun. Yeah, have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That sounds really cool. And what would you say you attribute your current success to? 
I would say a lot of it came down to just a lot of networking yeah. um, and a lot of just asking for advice from other people in the industry. So, um, yeah, whenever there was like a dietitian or a nutrition sort of event, I'd always be there. I'd always just be talking, talking to everyone, like how I met you. Like you just, yeah. you go along and you just go up to everyone and just make a friend because, yeah, the whole nutrition community, we're all, we're all nice people. Like we're all happy, we're all friendly and we all want to establish more social connections. So it's, it was just about getting out there and talking to people and saying yes to everything. I remember I said yes to lots of stuff all the time. Yeah. It's of unpaid work, um, but it's all good for experience as well because the more you build it up, the more confident you get in yourself. And then by the time you kind of finish your degree or, yeah, you work out where you want to go, you kind of have a lot of notches on your belt of like how to do things. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love networking. It's such an important one. Yeah. There's always something you can learn from someone else as well. And everyone's always, yeah, everyone's so nice. Like just, yeah, go along to lots of events. You always find someone to hang out with, which is always good. Yeah, exactly right. Um, awesome. So what would you say is one mindset shift that's necessary for someone who wants a successful career? Um, one mindset. Yeah, so like a good mindset to have. So it can be like a gratitude mindset, a growth mindset, anything that you think is good because I know mindset is um, really big when it comes to success. Yeah, you can't have a bad mindset. Same with when we're teaching people how to eat healthy. If their mind's not right, they could be eating all the right food, but it's sort of like underlying that they have to go a bit deeper. So is there something to do with our mindset that you would recommend? Yeah. I think my biggest one is that you always have to be willing to just push yourself a little bit more and do yep. a little bit better. Yeah. So, it, yeah, that's kind of how you grow as well. Like you can't just sort of stay doing the same thing over and over again. Like you have to just just go a little bit harder, a little bit further, think a little bit more creatively every time to think of how you can do better each time. Yeah. Because um, that's – I think that's the way I've grown as well. Like I – can't just sort of stay taking photos of avocado toast all the time you're going to think of <laughs> how can you do this better how can you make something more delicious or how can you make it easier for someone to access or how can you um yeah just think about how you can improve on what you've already got yeah um, it doesn't have to be huge either i think that's something that gets that that can get me sometimes and a lot of people is like oh the only way i can be better is if i make a big dramatic change or do something really big to change it. But it's like, no, just something really small to make it better is also is great. Yeah. Um, another one would probably be consistent. I keep saying consistency, don't I? It's because um, it's such an important thing. <laughs> but, um, just, just consistently doing it. Like just always, yeah, that's, that's what all I've done. It's just done the same. Done a lot of things. Done. What have I done? I've done done things consistently but always thought to improve them every time I've done it so yeah that's sort of all it's been so yeah just sort of always want to grow always want to push always want to do better yeah and then you'll see that growth and that change yeah that is brilliant advice I really like that Um, and a book question because I'm an absolute bookworm so there always has to be a book question in here if there was one book that you recommend every listener to read what would it be and why 
Um, it would have to be uh, Megan Rossi's book. What is it? The Eat Yourself Healthy by Megan Rossi. She's yeah. um, amazing. She's the, the gut health doctor, I think. Yeah. Um, and her book is just it's so good. It's just, yeah, I love the gut. It's one of... Um, Yes. One of my favorite areas about nutrition, like most of us, we all love the gut. Yeah. Um, and she just does such a great job of like talking about it um, and how it works and just sort of highlighting all the evidence and where it's at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've listened to a couple of her webinars and I've met her in person a couple of times as well. And she's just the nicest person as well. Yeah. Um, so nice when someone's really intelligent and they know everything that they're talking about. Um, but they communicate in such a way that it's so easy to understand such a complex area of the body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the book's fantastic and it's got lots of real practical tips as well. So yeah, if it's an area of nutrition that you're interested in, like highly, highly recommend that book. Wow. Sounds so good. Good mm. tips. Awesome. Um, so we have been through so much awesome advice and content here today, but is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to impart on the listeners before we do wrap up? Um, I guess probably the biggest thing is that you just gotta, you just gotta dive into it and just give it a go. Like I think a lot of us, even myself, we, we kind of think, Oh, it's, I don't know if I'm good enough to start doing something or I'm unsure if this is good enough to put out there just yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just give it a, like, just do it. You can always be improved later. Like it's always good to just start doing something. And then if you look back and go, Oh, I didn't like that. At least you've learned how to improve from it as well. You can always change and adapt it as you go. Whereas I think a lot of us just go, oh, I think I'll keep working on it until it's perfect and mm. then I'll go and start. Yeah. But, yeah, just get started and get going. Um, and also, yeah, just don't be afraid to ask for advice as well. So yeah. I'd always, like, whenever I met someone or whenever I was doing at these nutrition events, I'd always be asking for their advice. I'd always be like, oh, what do you think about this? How can I do this better? um what's what would be your advice and how I can improve um all that kind of stuff that all really helped to help me grow as well so yeah don't be afraid to do that because everyone's always happy to help out so never be afraid to ask for that too yeah definitely so important um and last but not least where can the listeners find you and follow along with your journey yeah uh so yeah at my instagram page is probably the best one so at laura for nutrition I do have a blog. I don't post there very often, but that's um, laurafornutrition.wordpress.com. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, everyone go follow along and look at all the delicious recipes. I swear I look hungry. I get hungry every time I look at your page. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But yeah, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your experience and advice. It's been so interesting. Um, and yeah, I'm sure everyone is going to love this episode. I know I certainly have. So thank you so much for your time. Hey, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it. And I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. 
Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality. Thank you.